Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful Sunday morning. Thank you for taking this time to come together. <clears throat> Before we begin, wherever you are, just pull your spine straight and open your shoulders. Close your eyes, lighten your mind. Invite that peace, calming, cooling sensation in your eyes. Relax your neck, shoulders, spine, softening the belly, get grounded. Grounded. Just as sand settles in a glass of water, let all the restlessness, anxiousness settle down. Become introverted. Pay attention to this state of being that you are in by taking this little time to be still, be settled, and peeking within. Watch the breath. Imagine the breath is rising from the belly, coming towards your heart as you breathe in. As you breathe out, attention going back to the belly. Opening of the heart lotus with each incoming breath. And closing the lotus with the outgoing breath. Let the lotus open and close for a few breaths. Stay with the open lotus in your heart. Let the breath come and go. Keep that lotus open in your heart. Imagine its perfection, fully open, little dewdrops glistening. That heart space is pure, as vast as the sky. 
you are boundless, limitless. If there is still some awareness of the body, soften it, but stay focused on the heart lotus. You may then want to pause your breath for a moment. and then slowly release it. Bow to that lotus in your heart. Now we bring our attention to the center of the forehead. Ask the breath for a moment. Let the mind rest in the center of the forehead. Release the breath before tension begins. Imagine you are sitting on the top of a globe and the vast space Darkness spread all around you. You are one and only one. Light coming from the center of your forehead, your third eye, spreading into that vastness. Shivoham. And pure consciousness. Thank you for taking this time. Slowly come back, open your eyes. Welcome a nice deep breath. Breathe it out. <clears throat> when I woke up this morning, a few lines of Baba Kinaram came to my mind. In Hindi, it sounds very nice. In English, I'll try my best to translate it. In Hindi, it says, Yah jivan, na jine ke liye hai, na marne ke liye. Yah jivan, apne ko janne ke liye hai. Meaning, this life 
is neither for just living nor for dying. This jivan is to know the self. We occupy ourselves just to live, to make our life comfortable, solve our problems, fulfill our aspirations, or after everything is done, we just keep waiting for the chariot to come and take us away, or trying to save ourselves from that chariot. We do anything possible to stay alive. How much time do we really spend to know the self? And what is that self? That self is pure consciousness. That neither die, is born nor it dies. It is a part of the self that has been present. before we were born, and it will remain present even after we drop this body. It's the body that is born and that dies. Body and mind. Mind receives things, creates a story, and tries to solve it, live it, make the best out of it. Body is born grows, goes through its challenges, and one day is dropped. We are not just the body and the mind. That's what Baba Kinaram is pointing us out to. <clears throat> you are not just the body, you are not just the mind. It's just like you are not just your car and the engine, there's something else. My house, my car. I'm not my house, I'm not my car, my body. It's my body, I'm not the body in the mind. Who is this I? In many scriptures, it's mentioned bodies just like this cloth. When the cloth is torn, it's discarded, we take on a new cloth. So we read these, these things, we entertain these things. How much effort we really put into these this knowledge, to imbibe it, to live it, truly live it, not just think about it. In the name of knowing more, we go on reading scriptures and go to talks and seminars and this and that. 
when are we going to truly live it without doubting? Without doubting. Yes, but it comes to our mind. Yes, but I got my challenge. I got my story. When are we going to free us from the story? Well, in all great traditions, our seers, sages have thought about this. And there are various observances that are carved out throughout the year just to pay a little bit more attention to this work that I'm talking about. Like Navaratri is coming, Easter is coming, all these kind of uh, the marked out dates and times are just to remind us to make it a little bit more special. Most of you know, at our ashrams, we really give lots of importance to Navratri. That starts on March 22nd till 30th. <clears throat> Equinox is right there. Navratri is observed when the two seasons are merging, uniting, when there is a union happening. There is plenty of energy available. If you pay attention, the season is changing. New, new things are sprouting. There is an air of change. Little buds are coming on the trees. That energy that has been within is about to express itself. That energy is also within us. We are not separate. We are all interconnected. We just separate ourselves from by focusing too much on our story. of the body and the mind. That energy is within us and it's about to express itself, sprout. That air of change is, is changing the air, let's put it that way. So please mark in your calendar, starting from April 22nd till 30th, just to make it a little special. I'm not saying that you drop everything and go on a pilgrimage or just, just be aware of the specialness of this time. And if you can, Minimize your engagements from the world. A little bit, just minimize. 
if you really have to do this, something, just ask yourself, do I really have to do it or can I take a little, can I postpone it? Create a little time for yourself. Just for yourself. We spend so much time fulfilling our social obligations and every obligation. Those obligations will be there waiting for you. These little nine days are really to take a little time for yourself. Give the time to what we really came here to do. We came in this human incarnation to know the self, to live that which we know. We all like, we have heard, we like to hear the divine resides within me. Yes, but how often do we live it? These are the times to truly live it. If you make it special, it will be special for you. Not because Babaji is telling or it's in the everywhere. If you make it special, it will be special for you. And that's how we make it special. But first carving out, clearing out our calendar, have a little time. Okay, I got time. Now what I do? The best is you don't do anything and be totally comfortable with yourself without doing anything, without your smartphone, without the internet. What are you going to do? Well, to deal with that, <clears throat> then these observances, these um, celebrations have some prescribed way to be. So at least we find a little, some kind of map that I could walk on this map. Now, the map for Navratri is to minimize the engagement in the world first, and then minimize the engagement of your sense organs. See less, hear less, smell less, eat less, taste, touch less, just minimize. Because through these sense organs, we take in the world. We bring this information in. Now we have to process it. And that processing takes lots of energy. Things that we see, it's an information. Now we have to process it. Things we hear, it's an information. Now we have to process it. Things we eat, we have to digest it. Our body is constantly bubbling with new energy, Shakti. How we utilize that Shakti is up to us. 
the more we take in the world, the more energy we have to spend processing it and dealing with it. So this is why during Navaratri, it is said, minimize the intake of the world by first paying attention to your intake of your sensory organs. Speak less. Bring in the information, less information inside. Okay, I'm going to engage less with my senses. Now what I do? I have to do something. If you have a mantra, then you make yourself a little longer sankalp, little promise that during this time, these nine days, I'm going to do much more job, repetition of my mantra, much more meditation than usual. So this is the like, in the essence, that's how we observe Navratri, that first carve out a little time, make it special in the morning and in the evening, carve out a little more um, time to just sit, light a lamp, uh, do your meditation. If you don't have a mantra, still you can do breathing meditation, soham, or just clear your mind. Do not visualize too many things. Do not just clear your mind. Maybe during Navratri, you want to do a little more pranayam. It's a part of our practice. But lots of times we go totally to the doing the mantra japa. Pranayam is very important to purify your um, nerves, your nadis, so the energy can flow freely. Pranayam. Many of you have done yoga. There are all kinds of pranayama, you know. Yes, I know. Yes, do you practice? The simplest pranayama, anulom bilom, breathe in through the left, out through the right, in through the right, out through the left. It's very simple. But do you take 10 minutes to really be with it? We'll spend two hours reading about it on Google and maybe some other books, maybe some other ancient scriptures. It's as simple as breathe in through the one nostril, out through the other, in through that one, out through the other. It's the knowledge. Do I really take 10 minutes to do this? For a month, every day. It's as simple as that. Practices are not hard. It's our being regular, our being disciplined is hard. And that's why we have our rishis, our sages have given us a system. 
Navaratri is one of those times to really practice what you know. Pranayam is very important. I would recommend each and every one of you, if you have not spent time with pranayam, talk to yourself that during this Navaratri, I'm going to do three times, three sets of pranayam. And that could be 24 breaths. You'll have time. 24 breaths in each sitting. If, and that's a, just anulom belong. I know you are thinking, but Babaji, I do other kind of pranayama. Yes, you do. If you do the other one, that's a one, three, two, do that. But if you don't do, you are new to this, um, do 24 anulom belong in each sitting three times a day during Navratri. And don't do anything else. You could be just totally devoted to just that. You will get something out of it. I promise. Make a commitment that during Navaratri, in the name of honoring the pure consciousness that I am, I'm going to do sit three, minimize my intake of the world, minimize my engagement, and carve out three times in my 24 hours. And in each of those times, I will do 24 pranayama. That's the minimum. Now, I know you want to do more. So there is more for those who want to do more. Without, I don't want to make anybody feel guilty that I'm not doing any more. There are levels and there is something for everyone. If you do the pranayama that's connected with the mantra practice, with the, that's a one, three, two. That is breathing in through the left nostril for a certain unit of time, holding three times as long, and then out through the right twice as long. One, three, two, and always breathing in through the left. In this, there is no alternate. The first one is alternate breathing. The second one is the one that's associated with your mantra is different. And you could do either one of them. Uh, we are going to have a Zoom call just for the people who have received the mantra. So I will talk more in detail about those things. On this platform, on this Sunday, there are people on all different levels. So I will not go into details. 
But for those who are new, this is the prescription for Navratri, that carve out a little time, sit three times, do pranayam, be a little bit more with yourself. If you are reactive by nature, try to react less. Sit with it, what you are reacting to. That's a practice in itself. Being mindful of how we live in the world, how we live our life, is also sadhana, is also spiritual practice. Please do not get caught up in rituals and doing. Get caught up with being. Being. Pay attention to yourself. Maintain that peace in your heart during those nine special days. Ask yourself, whatever is ruffling your feathers, is it worth losing my peace over? Whatever is disturbing you, just stop, take a step back, take a deep breath and say to yourself, is it worth losing my peace over this thing? And you can do that if you identify with truly who you are, your pure consciousness. So the more you identify with your true identity that you have come here to live, to know, those little things can drop. If you know who you are, then it's a little easier to navigate your life. So for the nine days, at least, Know your pure consciousness. That's what you came here to do. So that's what you are going to honor during that special time. Identify with pure consciousness. All the stories that ruffle our feathers and get in the way relate to body and mind. Body will die one day. All those stories will be dropped. Whether we like it or not, it will be dropped. So more we identify with the body, more we identify with the mind, we remain engaged doing the same thing. The story, We had come here to remember God, but we got busy picking cotton. So purpose of this little reminder that Navratri is coming from 22nd to 30th, carve out that special time, no matter where you are. Make your own Navratri, just whatever you decide to do in the name of living and the honoring you as being pure consciousness. You don't have to prove it to anybody. Nobody has to approve it. Nobody has to do anything. It's you who is going to 
proclaim that I am pure consciousness. Now, I don't say this, now you go and tell your spouse I am pure consciousness. You'll have those things to deal with. Come from that place of love in your heart. Don't let it be a cause of discussion. It's not here, it's here. Anything of this nature is kept very sacred, very secret in the cave of your heart. It's no one's business. People try to make it their business. It's no one's business. We live and let live. The world will go on. It's choice is ours, what we choose to give importance to. We choose to give importance to the pure consciousness that we are. Anyway, thank you all for listening. I will be here to um, answer your questions. And I know I haven't said anything new. You know it. I have just reinforced what's bubbling in you. We all want to do something. We want to progress. And this is what Babaji is here for, just to remind you what you already know and support in any way the ashram and I can do. Thank you all. Shannon? Thank you, Babaji. If you'd like to speak with Babaji directly, you can let me know in the chat and you can also send me a question or a comment and I will relay it to Baba. And Baba, there's a there was a request to um, if you could just explain the analom vilom pranayam again. Sienna, are you here? You can just come and audio Sienna if you are available. Well. Babaji. Ah, there you are. Sienna will teach you what Anulom Bilom is. Do you want me to teach you now? Right now. Okay, so alternate nostril breaths. How I usually do it is I start on the left, like Babaji said, and I start by inhaling through the left. And then at the top of the inhale, I exhale through the right. And then I inhale through the right, and then I exhale through the left. And how do you do that? You put your hand somewhere, some mudras, anything? So I take the thumb and the ring finger in Vishnu's mudra, thumb to the right nostril, ring finger to the left. So inhaling through the left block the right nostril with your thumb. And then when you go over to the right, you block the left nostril with your ring finger. And the other two fingers are tucked in. Most people will start to lift their shoulder and have tension there. So it's important to drop the shoulder, tuck the elbow in and keep your face pointing straight ahead. So you don't have, create any neck tension. 
To me, I actually usually, and I don't know what you would suggest, Baba, but I usually focus on the third eye here, the place of the guru, um, because the nadis will come up and stimulate that area. What do you recommend? That's what I recommend. Yeah. To me, it feels very natural to do that during that practice. Nice to see you, Babaji. Nice to see you, Sienna. And thank you for this. Sienna leads many classes on Zoom and in her studio in Marin about breathing and different kinds of yoga practices. So if you are more, you want to know more, seek her out. What is the name of your yoga studio, Sienna? Yoga and Wellness in San Anselmo. And I do online and in person. So I do a combination. And I also have a six-week breathing course that I do. That's a self-paced breathing course. And then I also offer with that course a one-on-one -on -one session to tailor the breathing exercises towards the person. Because I feel like that's really important to do. Everyone is different and some people have conditions um, that need to be considered. But I think the, the Nadi Shodana, that alternate nostril breathing is good for almost everyone. So I appreciate that you offer that to everyone. It's a very good universal breathing technique. And so thank, thank you. Nice to see everybody. <laughs> <clears throat> Papa, there are a couple of questions. Um, one is, uh, we all hear a lot about karma. What is karma and how to know what is good and bad? For example, I work for a company and they indulge in bad things. Will I then indirectly get that bad karma? In my opinion, no. You just do the job that's assigned for, for you to do and then come back home. I wouldn't say go like that, looking at is that creating bad karma. If you don't hurt somebody directly through your words, through your actions, I think that's enough. So, Always just pay attention to you, what you are doing and how the person in front of is being affected by it. Just pay attention to that. That's enough. Otherwise, there is no end to finding somewhere that you are part of a bad karma. If you walk on the ground, you are doing a bad karma. You may step over an ant and kill it. So... We have to be human. We are in this human body and it has its own limitations. So while engaging in the world, um, we don't need to be thinking too much. Always have wish others well and come from that place in your heart. Sometimes you come from that place in your heart, do the right thing, still somebody gets hurt, what can you do? 
So as long as you're coming from the right place in your heart, doing the right action, uh, that's all. And I wouldn't go too much into it. Everybody's quiet, looks like that was not the right answer. I think it was pretty good, Babaji. <laughs> There's just a couple more questions. Um, uh, is bathing before practice important? Bathing is a part of purification. So the more we purify ourselves, it's helpful. So Bathing, taking a shower is really just rejuvenates your body and washes off all the, the, st the stagnation, the laziness, the all that. So it's, it's, it helps. In Aghor, it's, we don't put too much emphasis on it. Purity of the heart, that's what is important. But taking a shower helps. It puts you in that mood that, yes, I'm going to do something different now. Taking a shower, putting on a different clean clothes. So your preparation, it's a part of the ritual to prepare you uh, to be uh, more present. So in that way, it's helpful. But if you have not been able to do that, let it not stop you from doing your puja and other things. Thank you, Babaji. Uh, how does one prepare to receive a mantra? First, ask yourself, are you ready to start something new in your life to honor the work you came here to do? And know that, that after receiving, the, receiving a mantra is something you receive one thing that's with you for life. Your mantra that your guru gives you, you receive it with that, that this thing will be lasting on my breath when I'm leaving this body. Are you ready to, for that, to have that thing in your life? Mantras, you know, nowadays there are all kinds of people giving out mantras in seminars and, and Google Zooms and this and that. That's not mantra. Mantra is received. It's a transference from the guru in person. So how do I prepare? First prepare that you are ready to bring something new in your life that's going to be your friend, mantra, mitra. This friend is going to hold your hand no matter where you are, what situation you are in. You have to then approach the guru. Guru is someone that you know, that you resonate with, that who has time for you, who is accessible to you. Uh, it's a... Uh, So when the Guru gives you the mantra, Guru also gives you a promise that I'll be there 
for you if you reach out. So first ask yourself, are you ready? And then reach out. If you want to receive the mantra from me and the ashram, it's very important to receive it in person because that's one thing that's uh, part of our lineage tradition. It's not, uh, it has never been given over Zoom, but maybe in those days there was no Zoom. So I'm toiling with this whole idea. Um, but my inner self still says, no, I have to stick to the lineage. Thank you, Babaji. Uh, there's one last question. Um, if two days of Navaratri fall on the same day, then how, how much job do we need to do? If two days fall on the same day, actually sometimes uh, we don't pay that much attention to it as long as you finish your prescribed number in within the Navratri days, that's what matters. So I wouldn't go too much in the detail of you know, when the tithi is changing. And But if you want to, then if you know how to look into the the Panchang, the astrological calendars, there they give the beginning and ending of the Tithi. And you can look at that way. Just do your prescribed uh, job during the Tithi timing. If you really don't can't find out, reach out, send an email or something, and I will help you out. That's all the questions, Babaji. What date is today? Uh, today is 12. Yeah, so you still have eight, nine days to prepare yourself for Navaratri. Start asking, what can you do to clear your plate a little bit? And we'll have a Zoom satsang for those who have received the mantra, and we can talk about more in details what you want to do. Um, but those who don't have it, please know that it's not about having a mantra or not. It's more about your presence to yourself and how you want to honor yourself during those nine days. Thank you all very much. And I'm available to ask, uh, to answer anybody's questions. If you want one-on-one -on -one before Navaratri, just reach out and we'll set up a little Zoom or meet or something. So don't hesitate. It's nice to be back. It's getting a little warm in Varanasi. It's getting warm there and it's cold here and rainy. So that's life.
Thank you all.